Some new research put out by the Angus Reid Institute shows that Canadians are cutting back when it comes to things like discretionary spending, but they are going even further, finding that penny-pinching isn't enough and they're having to find other creative ways to make ends meet. So we wanted to find out a little bit more about this research. Joining us to talk more about that is the president of the Angus Reid Institute, Shachi Curl. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. This is interesting on how people are coping, but before we get to what people are doing, you were asking Canadians how they're feeling, and I know one of the the answers was in terrible shape, barely getting by, all the way to in great shape. What are you finding from people? Well, in terms of the number in terrible shape uh, who who say, you know, that they're barely getting by, that remains at a, a stubborn 10%. Of Canadians, uh, it's about 11% in British Columbia. Definitely disproportionate in terms of income levels. Obviously, if you're making a fewer than $50,000 a year in annual household income, you're definitely saying that you're barely getting by. Younger people and women more likely to also identify as uh, being in, in really rough shape. And it underscores a trend that we've been seeing now for, for well more than a year, Jill, where um, the the age and the time of, of extra pandemic money, low interest rates, has come to an end. And uh, for those particularly on the on the lower end of household income, you know, everyone is show- telling us that they're feeling a squeeze in terms of the higher cost of living. But it's those people with the least wiggle room who are, you know, obviously, but importantly having the worst time of it. I found it interesting, too, uh, when you talk about in this that uh, we all know about the, it's called the grocery rebate, although it can be used for anything in the last budget. But people really saying, yes, that's going to be helpful. It's welcome. But they're not seeing any other kind of relief or any other additional compensation, say, from employers. That's right. I mean, it's it's been, depending on the, the type of business that you're in or that you own, if you're an employer, this has been a challenging year as well around labor shortages, paying a premium for extra. But at the same time, to your point, a lot of people are indicating that they have not seen a raise. Uh, although the, the people, and unfortunately, the, the people least likely to say that and report that are those likely in, in most need of it. So if you work in the sales and service or retail or hospitality sector, fewer than half say that they received a raise in the last 12 months. And compare that to, say, two-thirds of people in the knowledge or creative sector or almost 60% in, in IT or in skilled trades. Uh, we know then that people already towards the bottom of that income spectrum are also most likely to say, I haven't seen a lift in the last year. What about what people are doing? Because I found this interesting, too, in that it's one thing to maybe defer a contribution to an RSP or a tax-free savings account. But we're seeing people, or at least people that responded to you in this, are going even further. Yes, and I would say for me, this is one of the real key takeaways of of these data that we've put out today. Because as you know, we've been tracking this issue for a while now. And, And the number of people who say, you know, they're cutting back on discretionary spending or they're putting off a trip or they're putting off a big purchase. We've seen that fairly consistently and in fairly high numbers for a long time. What what is now standing out is the 13% of Canadians, almost one in seven, 
who say that they've borrowed money from friends and family, uh, the 10%, the one in 10 who say that they've sold an asset. So whether it's a car that they've sold or stocks, if they had stocks or some other asset that they needed to get rid of in order to make ends meet uh, and meet their bills and expenses, they're starting to sell things. Uh, we even see 8% who have taken out a loan from the bank and 4% who've gone to a, a payday company. Now, these numbers may not sound really high, but when you translate that into the Canadian population, you're talking about millions of Canadians who have now transitioned from what can I save by not spending to what do I have to divest or where else do I have to go in order to make ends meet? And that's significant, I would say it's drastic and it's a number I'm going to watch over time. Is that a shift, would you say as well, from what you've seen, that that an action that people are taking that maybe when you asked people five years ago, that wasn't what we were seeing even in, in very small percentages? I wish I had the tracking from five years ago, Jill. Five years ago, it feels like a, a different lifetime in, in many ways when we think about what was happening with the economy, what was happening with borrowing rates, what was happening with the cost of, of things. It was a time of unprecedented cheap buying and cheap borrowing, um, and we're definitely not in that time now. So the long answer to that uh, and the short answer to that are both the same. It's I don't have that data, but I wish I did. And uh, Shachi, just looking at this as well uh, across the country, was was it similar when you looked at different provinces, or uh, did it really kind of go, as we know, the cost of living in BC or in Ontario, different places can be much higher. Did you notice changes in, in different parts of the country? Well, what I would say is that um, in terms of suffering, we see a couple of things. Uh, People in Saskatchewan most likely to say they're either in bad shape or terrible shape, a combination of that. And in Atlantic Canada, where 45% say they're either in bad or terrible shape. BC, we, we see the numbers that have been fairly consistent, about one in three saying they're in bad or terrible shape. But it's those other provinces that I really look at and try to understand what's happening. We know, for example, that uh, people in Saskatchewan are, are uh, struggling more. What's going on with them? Um, you know, they're, you're, you're dealing with higher levels, particularly of child poverty in, in that province. Uh, in Atlantic Canada, you have an aging population. You've got um, labor shortages which means that if you're a business owner, for example, you're maybe having to put off an expansion, which is which is also squeezing people. Uh, and you've got real um, problems in terms of access to health, access to income, access to economic growth. So, uh, you know, in BC, it's, it's not the prettiest picture. It's certainly worse than it is in Quebec or Ontario, for example, but it's not as bad as it is in other parts of the country. All right. Very interesting findings in this for sure. Shachi Curl, thank you so much for joining us and for talking more about this. Thanks for having me.